This morning, I want to make a, just a short a few comments on a, on a, a section in the, the Connected Discourses of the Buddha. This particular one is number five, the Samyutta Nikaya, which we've studied here as a group, parts of it anyway. And I'm not going to use, I have a Bhikkhu Bodhi's translation here, uh, published by Wisdom Books in 1990, and I, I, I might, I have it here in case I might need to refer to it. I probably won't, because I'm going to use uh, Nanapanika Natera's uh, translation of the same uh, uh, part. And I want to just, you'll kind of see what, what, I, what I'm getting at when I read this, because it's, uh, um, um, it resonates with something that I teach, and uh, not often that I can find something that's backing that up, you could say. I don't, not that I need a backup particularly, but it's not bad having the Buddha, uh, or something is attributed to the Buddha. That, that would be more correct. We don't know what he said, for sure. But, uh, so this is a, um, this is a, uh, actually it's not Nanaptikatera, it's a, uh, Tanasaro Bhikkhu. And this is a 1998 uh, translation, and you, this is accessible on uh, uh, dharmatalks.org. And so I'm just going to read a little bit of this. It's pretty short. It's called uh, Oga Tarana Sutta, Crossing Over the Flood, uh, translated from the Pali by Tanasara Bhikkhu. So and another interesting thing, too, is if you read this translation, this, this particular person who is uh, talking to the Buddha here is a, is a woman, and in this one, it's a, it's a guy. So it's a he here, and, a, and I think it's a deva here, which would be a guy, and devata here, which is a woman. So I'm not sure where they're coming from on that, what, what the original Pali looked like, but there's maybe some confusion there, or maybe it's a deliberate. I have heard that on one occasion, the Blessed One was, stand, was staying near uh, uh, Savasti in Jetta's Grove and An uh, Anatta Pandika Monastery. Then a certain Devata, which would be a, a woman, in the far extreme of the night, her extreme radiance lighting up the entirety of Jetta's Grove, went to the Blessed One, the Buddha. On arrival, having bowed down to him, she stood to one side. As she was standing there, she said to him, Tell me, dear sir, how how you crossed over the flood. And he said, I crossed over the flood without pushing forward, without staying in place. And she says, but how, dear sir, did you cross over the flood without pushing forward, without staying in place? And he said, when I pushed forward, I was whirled about. When I stayed in place, I sank. And so I crossed over the flood without pushing forward, without staying in place. And she says, at long last, I see a Brahmin totally unbound, who, without pushing forward, without staying in place, has crossed over the entanglements of the world. So it goes on a little bit further than that. But And then uh, if we were to, probably won't read that other translation, but it is available if you want to read it. And then there's uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi also, um, uh, not Bhikkhu Bodhi, but uh, this is Bhikkhu Bodhi, and uh, uh, it was, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Polly is not my forte. So, the idea there is uh, what I often say is uh, don't do anything with it. Whatever is whatever is arising uh, as you approach this mind training, uh, because with each person the, the karma that is loaded up as everything that's behind you pushing you forward as a as a living being 
how you look, uh, tone of voice, your, your, all of your orientation, sexual and otherwise, are propelled by the force of karma, cause and effect, cause and effect. And so what's being said is rather than one shoe fits all, which is uh, basically the Buddha wasn't really saying that as far as this uh, reading, but my understanding and the way I teach it is you won't see the particular karma that is arising as your style or kind of confusion uh, if you're doing much movement at all, pushing, pulling, standing still, doing any kind of uh, any kind of uh, attitude other than uh, uh, just observe. Just in order to really see what's happening, we can't be doing doing much in the way of movement at all. It's difficult because uh, as soon as we have any kind of whether it's difficulty or confusion, uh, we we as as self-centered beings we we want to do something about it. We want to push on it, pull on it, shut it down. We want to interpret it. So the ways, uh, the ways that I'm referring to here is as soon as you start commentary on anything that arises, you actually abandon the very, the very object or the very form that is arising as your confusion that you could just observe, just look at it. If you see it, you don't have to fix it, pushing ahead. You don't have to accept it, standing still. You don't have to do anything with it, but you could just see what it is, just seeing the, the name of this particular uh, spiritual path that we're all endeavoring to practice is called uh, Buddha Dharma, Awakened Truth. And what you're doing is, by practicing in this way, you're awakening to the very truth of your confusion, the very, the very truth, the very way in which you personally are uh, functioning in terms of passion, aggression, ignorance, your particular style of that. If you try to do it through someone else's style, including your teacher, so if your teacher, if your teacher is a true teacher, they will not meddle with you. Uh, this doesn't mean they won't teach you or make things difficult for you, but they won't meddle out of some kind of presumption about who you are, what you should be, what you should live up to. Any functioning that you have, if the teacher is really a genuine teacher, um, they're not following protocols. They're not, they're not following ethical standards. If they're ethical at all, it's situational. It's not based on fixed laws that obey or disobey, follow. This is dangerous from the point of view of um, uh, the mundane path or society, which operates out of plus and minus, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth all the polarities, and it thinks some things are good and some things are bad. The Buddha's Dharma doesn't look at good and bad in this way. It, doesn't, it doesn't, also doesn't look away from something that appears that way. So in this way, by holding your seat, and it may be 10 minutes, maybe 10 years, but if you're here and, you're, and you've, you've somehow uh, entered this path, you've met someone, you've read someone, all the different ways you could go, and we know you could... Or, numberless, all the different ways you could l be alive as a, uh, a surfer at Laguna Beach. You know, you could, you could be somewhere else doing something that's totally valuable or va uh, validated by anyone as a way to live. You could, you could be a carpenter, you can be all of those different things, we'll go on and on. On the other hand, if this lifetime that you have been brought into with no choice of your own, Interesting how we come into this situation with no choice. We don't pick out our ears. We don't pick out our, our, our looks, our, our sex, our, um, any of those. And there's the old joke 
that goes around that I first heard from my mother. Um, where were you when the brains were being handed out? <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that, I thought there were lines. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately thought of myself as standing behind a door because I'm very self-conscious and embarrassed most of the time. So since, so since you had no choice, if you can see that, and if you can't, you can have a discussion about that if you feel like you're choosing something. But, but how things appear, it's uh, the title of uh, Suzuki, one of Suzuki, Suzuki, Roshi's, uh, Suzuki Roshi's books was, uh, besides Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind was also, was not always so. Just what a, sometimes some of the greatest books have just wonderful titles that you can just contemplate. Not always so. You can't find something that's always the case. And this, this right here shows you the vastness that, that is entailed in just being a living being. No one is having a life like yours at all. Question, go ahead. In that passage you read about um, not pushing forward, and I'm not sure how it was phrased, but something along like not standing still or holding still. Um, how is that type of, what, what is that type of stillness compared to the type of stillness you might talk about? And, yeah. So I don't necessarily say hold still. If I do, it's not much. I say don't do anything. Do I say hold still? In meditation, well, of course. But, but look what you're doing. I mean, I, when you're living your life, I also say when you get up, not that I'm particularly trying to defend what you're pointing out uh, or criticize it, but I'm basically saying we hold everything still that you can so that you can see what continues to move uh, through contrast. So that's, that's the actual... Uh, sharpening the awareness part. But beyond that, do I say that? No, and I guess I'm wondering what, it doesn't seem like they're talking about a physical stillness. When don't, don't push forward, don't hold still. So what type of stillness are they kind of discouraging? I think what's being discouraged is fixation. But you know, Buddha's talking, someone translated, you read two different translations, a little bit different imagery that's going on there. I read both of them with the idea that I would use the one that makes the most sense to me and the one that makes sense, uh, seems to resonate uh, is uh, the one that he read that's the print the printout that uh, comes from the internet uh, this the one that we study here is also very good it's just that particular one uh, I like uh, I remember his name Nanasara Bhikkhu um, so I think the idea there uh, the way uh, re reason I'm reading it is because it to me reading that is, uh, is supporting um, what I'm saying by don't do don't do much, limit all your activities, bring it all down so you're just holding still, so that you can see the generation of confusion, uh, your personal way of doing that, you know, Magpie's personal way of doing that, Sensu's personal way, you know, Kevin's personal way of of whatever's happening, of either pushing on it or pulling on it or shutting down on it or doing something in that area. It might not have addressed. I noticed they didn't say anything about, you know, don't drop it in reverse. <laughs> well, this isn't going to work. They don't say don't go backwards. More about that, go ahead, please. Could you say a little bit about how you're teaching of um, don't do anything unless you have to or hold your seat mm -hmm. is, uh, or maybe just what that is compared yes, to the I can. So when I say don't do anything unless you have to, uh, this is just taking an attitude of, uh, of, of just uh, being here, I was going to say it, uh, so that whatever does arise, that you see it in its uh, a closer to a, a more pristine 
situation rather than laminated with your preconceptions of hope and fear and it should and it shouldn't and all of your ideation coming out of your, out of your own karma, out of, the, uh, of your friends, out of how you've been raised, out of your culture that you're laying on top of it. And so this way you can actually see if you don't do anything, then the, the possibility of seeing more deeply into what that is because you're, you're, the action is already there, it arises. And then if you, if you do anything with it, uh, you know, it may be out of uh, hope that it's, you know, the answer to your prayers or fear that, oh my gosh, things are really going, let me just use the extreme. And so what I'm saying is by doing as little as possible, then uh, when I say don't do anything unless you have to, I'm saying if you wait, then you'll see there's some situations you actually have to, you actually have to move into that situation. And uh, the, the, and the, the, um, uh, this particular teaching of the Buddha, there wasn't much elaboration on it, but the, these teachings, especially the, uh, in the uh, Nikayas, that tends to cover just one topic at a time. There's no, there's not a whole Dharma talk there. There's just a certain topic. There's a call and response, and so less is better in that. The way it looks to me, from from my understanding of how I've had to work with my own difficulty, my own neurosis, my own pride, my own fear, my fear of being wrong, it's still there. It's, there's a like saying, like like a, I felt a little bit of that come up when I got confused about names. A little bit of it, at least I could do since people taking their wonderful Sunday off to come here and sit down and people are, you know, the three people who have joined us on the internet, at least I could do is try to get that right out of respect for uh, for people's time. So a little bit of fear about that because I'm not very, um, I don't want to say very smart, but I'm kind of smart, but I'm less dumb. Does that work? I don't see any agreeable looks coming, so I feel extremely put upon. I have some agreement over there. Please. When you practice, don't do anything unless you have to. In the text, it said, How did you cross the flood? Mm-hmm. So, what are we crossing? Samsara. The river of samsara. When this, when this situation that you're in, where you're exposed to difficulty, difficult people, difficult situations, successes that suddenly collapse into, you know, it's the next turn of the. Screw, and the next time you're, you're back to failure again. It's called samsara. It's rotating. Uh, crossing the flood means that you, you're both here and you're not here anymore. Well, and I was saying that I feel some embarrassment or something like that. That's, that's not, uh, this is not my bragging point particularly. It's just the truth. There isn't a solid being here. And so therefore, even though there can be embarrassment come up, there can be difficulty, there can be some fear uh, coming up with this old man. Uh, but there's no one for it to happen to, so therefore it can't lock into anything. And this is why people have so much trouble. They have the assumption that if they were doing better, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't feel bad. Or they would feel better. Or if I were, if meditation were really working, wouldn't I be? No, that's uh, that's uh, the, the meditation you hear spread all over the place about mindfulness practice, where you can uh, mixed with psychology, where you get better. Don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that that isn't a helpful thing to do. Of course it is. All these different practices, uh, the, the practices that are used in the drug rehab, uh, cognitive behavioral uh, and uh, moral inventory and so on. Those are uh, the 12-step programs have a place. And for some people, that's how they should work with their mind. If you're in this room, I'm saying first see what your mind is before you start making adjustments to it based on open fear, based on success and failure based on relative truth. This is why the, 
the idea that we talked about the ethics, rules of ethics. We already have the 16 precepts, and my teacher, my Zen master, that's the, f the first and only really strong teaching I ever got from him in words. And it was, you don't take precepts, you observe them. I spent several, several years contemplating that before I asked him again, and he hung up on me, more or less. He didn't slam the phone down, he just says, well, I've got to go now. <laughs> Very polite fellow. Further questions are good if you have any. When you're talking about um, teachers and your teachers, um, let's say Trumpa is the color red and um, Coben. Coben is blue. Does How do you know is, that? Is, is, is what? I don't know. I'm just yeah. guessing. <laughs> but if, if you're a mixture of those, are you purple? <laughs> How do you spell it? Would it be? Purple. Purple. <laughs> purple. I'm just I'm no, trying I'm not to a, see, a, are you... It's not a mixture. It's, it's, not. It's, yeah, it's, it's, but I, I was lucky enough to have one teacher come in and as I characterized it, and it's, it's not exactly like this, but to some extent, if I look back over my emotional state over the last uh, 45 years or whatever it's been, um, Trump Rinpoche basically... Uh, uh, as I've said before, kicked my ass, and Coben, uh, what was left of my ass, grounded into the dirt. And I don't mean that either one of them were mean at all. They were very direct, both of them were very direct with me when they saw the opportunity to be direct. And uh, uh, Trunk Rinpoche, I actually gave him, I came in and sat down in front of him and talked to him personally. So he had, uh, I was there, I gave him permission. But if you don't, if you don't give the teaching person permission, or if you don't, if you mistrust the teaching person, stay away from them. Trust yourself. Don't 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 gamble with your spiritual path. This may be a lifetime where you aren't going to find your teacher. Don't, don't just. I'm not saying you shouldn't study, but be very careful about that area because it's a it's a, it's a, you can give the illusion of being the truth. If we we're looking for certain uh, things that this must mean and this must mean. As soon as you say this must mean, you're in big trouble. If you think this points to something else, this is the very nature of confusion, separation. There isn't anything but this. Don't believe a word I say. Go ahead. Another question about teachers. Uh, looking at a lineage, our lineage, and um, what, what is um, carried down, is that, is one different from another? What do you mean? You mean the Soto Zen lineage and the Say, the go back to the the color example. Are are they different colors, different teachers, or is it? All well, yes. I mean, on one color. Let me respond. Okay. Don't give me multiple choices. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 So I don't know what you're talking about. Do you? I'm asking a question about lineage. Okay. Make it as direct as you can, but don't don't give me choices. Just ask me a direct question about truth or false or multiple choice. It just doesn't work. I'm not saying that, that you couldn't do that in some situations, but not in this one. I really don't have conversations when I'm sitting up here. But a straight question. You can make it as hard as you want. Is there a hard question? Where's Shodo at? <laughs> <laughs> Shodo at is hard. Um... Yeah, there's there's hard questions. Uh, if they're really difficult, I, I probably I just as you've heard, I'm sure you've heard me say before. I don't know. I might not know. 
So, but what you're saying about different lineages and so on, it's just different, you know, it's, it's, it's one, there's only one mountain, there's the top of the mountain, and there's different paths going up the mountain, all different kinds, and some are very slow, some are zigzag, some, some don't even go up, they just go back and forth, you know, if you want to use those kind of metaphors. The, the, the story that some of you have heard that when Trump, Trump Rinpoche, I think, was asked, and I have to paraphrase, I have no idea where this was, and maybe I made it up, I don't know. But Trunk Rinpoche was asked, uh, um, or maybe someone was telling Coben, uh, he'd say, uh, CTR, or Trunk Rinpoche, uh, said that uh, going, uh, practicing the Vajrayana is like going up a steep mountain with no, no handrails. So what is Zen like? He, and, and Coben is, uh, said, uh, and Zen, you, you start at the top of the mountain and go up. Is that helpful? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, trying to find some kind of a relative security blanket for whichever path or however it's just this this, this situation. If you realize what this is, all all, uh, all everything drops away. This drops away. The sutras drop away. All the teaching devices, all the rafts going across the flood, they 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 come apart. That they they couldn't possibly mean anything because you're looking at uh, ultimate the ultimate situation. Still physical form, but ultimate. And the ultimate situation may not feel so good. So when you hear someone say, oh, wonderful, t talking about their enlightenment, this is also quite humorous to hear someone discuss their awakening. And there's several people out there that are pretty good teachers that will tell you about their awakening, how they used to be really. It used to be this way, but now it's this way. Fishy. When there's that worminess, is there Crabby. Is there a no device? <laughs> is there a device? What? Earlier you mentioned devices, and then you get into teachers that claim something changed. Is there a device that's still being held on to in that case? I don't know. What either? Not bad. <laughs> Good response. I would have been very disappointed if I got a lecture from you. <laughs> yes, sir. I really enjoyed the reading. It seemed very relevant to me and my life. I was just curious. Don't go forward. You cannot stand still. And the only time you go forward or resist is when you're being, is when there's some form of forced acceptance. And when you're standing still, that's almost acceptance through complacency. Is that what's being said? What do you think? That's definitely what I think. Kind of figure that. <laughs> No, there's no one answer to anything. You know, what, what looks this way this minute, 10 minutes is going to look another way. This is why ego has, has such a hard time with just living in general, living it one day without lecturing yourself about you're okay and you're doing this right and you're trying to give yourself some kind of self-esteem boost. Re reality needs no, doesn't have any self-esteem. You don't need self-esteem. It's like when people talk about hope. You don't need hope. Hope's a waste of time. Hope is, is, is what you do when you're unwilling to look directly in the face of whatever is uh, about to gobble you up. You should be looking at that, not hoping. Unless you want to hope. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jesse. Our, um, I kind of lost it there. Good. Uh, <laughs> We're on the same page. Are, are, teachings, <laughs> are teachings things to be observed like... Um, precepts or are they things that 
we give me a question. Our what? Our, our teachings. Yes. To be observed. Yes. Not obeyed. That's, that's this is obey. This means you you shut down your intelligence because of the fear of being wrong or some something doing something that you're going to be puzzling or you don't understand. Uh, shutting that down and just close. It's called fixation. Opinions. You don't need opinions. Opinions are, are supports for uh, confusion and insanity of a, of a type. You don't need to have an opinion about anything. I'm not saying that you don't you don't have something that comes in that shows up as uh, it's raining pretty hard outside. Maybe I better go out and see if the windows are rolled up in the car. You kind of have a kind of an opinion. There's a kind of a belief that you might have left them. So of course those things come and go. And if someone gets frightened, we tend to uh, take our intelligence and kind of lock down on it to, uh, in order to protect somebody. So we, we use, uh, like Coben was, said, we observe. You observe the precepts. Not if, if you, the first grade precepts, uh, first grade precept is don't kill. But it also, there's an understanding you can't help but kill. If you're going to live, you're going to kill something. And people will come in with their, their ideas about it and say, well, if it doesn't have eyes and it doesn't have a mother, then you can torture it. You can do whatever you want with it. Somehow let, making it okay to kill some things. Actually, you shouldn't kill anything. And if you do kill something uh, in order to live, uh, plants or animals or whatever they are, then just, just be aware of that. Be aware that that might need to be an exchange that happens there. It's been going on forever. It's, it's difficult for us to understand because we tend to live out of some kind of idealism that we're going to be the ones who don't kill anything. This is just... Um, it's just a form of uh, polished ignorance, like, like somehow the vegetarian is somehow better than the people who kill animals. So what could be done is to find out how those animals are treated. That might be the place to look. Actually find out what, if you're going to do something in that direction, then let's see what, if a chicken is born, is, is it able to walk around and, or is it in a little tiny box where it just is able to lay eggs? That might be a place to bring one's awareness rather than whether you eat meat or not. <clears throat> Did that answer your question? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I kind of forgot your question. I, was, I got carried away in my own little idea about things. what people should do. Should, 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 should. Go ahead. This might be a little silly, but I'm wondering about killing for aesthetics. Like, you know, there's half a dozen flower arrangements in the temple. Some of them are like on the altar, but some of them have had flower arrangements in the bathrooms or. Uh, there's a life being taken there. It is. is that something we're just doing for our own pleasure? Well, you know, it's 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 good to bring our awareness to that. We're 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 interrupting something that is that is growing, but things are there's a lot of growth going on. There's all kinds of ways of interrupting that. And it's, it's about being aware of that, aware that you're you know, basically killing something. I might have died, but uh, uh, died anyway. Everything dies. So I'm not sure exactly what your question is. Just, yeah. when we're just aware. Try not to kill, but we have to kill. What is kill? Like, how do we define what it means to be yeah. killed? <clears throat> yeah. the, 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 the trying to define it uh, is uh, the defining part is uh, tends to, to close up the awareness and go into some kind of a pattern we're trying to follow. So I would say, stay aware. Um, be aware when you're when you're doing that. Be aware that you're cutting killing something. Rather than, oh, we're not going to do any more flower arrangements. We don't want to murder flowers. It's just like, it's just, that's ridiculous. It's, it's, you're actually leaving the awareness of this whole uh, incredible mandala of living beings 
uh, and, and opting for some kind of a closed off uh, just makes you real special because you're the one who doesn't kill flowers. So it's a, it's a, it's a sneaky way to be special when actually you could just, you could just, that's uh, sometimes when people don't eat, uh, won't eat meat, uh, they, out of some kind of ideology or something. And I'm not saying that's incorrect. I'm saying that we, you're doing something when you actually leave the culture that you're, you're born into and, and try to be a special person who's breaking away from that. Uh, that being said, going the other direction and saying, well, I'm just going to be with my culture. And, you know, the whole, all the philosophies around it are all extra. It should, if it can happen out of the awareness, then it's clear. And you might not understand uh, conceptually or intellectually why you're doing it. But uh, if it comes out of here, you're probably not going to have a lot of words. If out of here, you've got more than enough words. Here's the paranoia. Here's the hope and fear. Here's the love. Here's a, not, not love in a, in a silly sense, but love in a deeply uh, connected, a deep connectedness with everything. It's not about an emotion. Emotions come and go. Sometimes we, sometimes we tear up and have emotions. Sometimes we get very happy and have emotions. But, but this kind of, uh, 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 to use the, the Sanskrit, uh, I don't even remember the Sanskrit <laughs> word, Corona, uh, is, a, is, is, is justice there all the time. It's always there. And it doesn't think. This doesn't think. This knows. And if, but the way in which this knows is not going to particularly support your individual uh, life. You, because this, the, this kind of knowing is, is not separate. So you maybe find yourself doing something that would put you in danger. This kind of thing happens when, when there's uh, some people just uh, see someone drowning and they, they don't, you know, rather than think, well, I could drown too, they just save them. They see there's a little possibility they can get in there and make sure they don't go over the falls or something. And they're there, and they don't stop to think, I can't swim. What am I doing? They just they go in because they're, or not. Or they might think, well, I can't swim, so I can't go in, which is also not, in, so there's no correct or incorrect to it. I don't know if you can learn how to do this, but you can certainly train yourself to not to be uh, at the mercy of this dictator or this uh, uh, fear merchant down here. This this. Don't get rid of the fear. We don't cover up that. Don't cover up this. Just be aware. Be aware. Be aware. Right here. Just a part of the body. Could easily be the elbow, but it's not. It's here. Further questions are good. Apparently. Um, earlier, you said that if something is moving, it's covering up what you're looking at. I think. Um, well, so what? I'm, what? I'm saying if if you're endeavoring to do something about something before you're clear of what, on what it is, then you will do something with it or to it or about it based on your presumptions or your preconceptions about it. Because you don't realize, you realize, you think what you're looking at when I say you, I'm just saying not actually, that when something happens out here, unless you're very clear about your own passion, aggression, and ignorance, I'll say it again, you're not going to get rid of passion, aggression, and ignorance. We're human beings. You're born with this. You're born with Wanting, you know, ice cream, or wanting something, not wanting not something else. Uh, Hundred degree temperatures, and being uh, and disregarding um, birds in the trees or whatever, maybe. So that's going to happen. So, but it's the it's the grasping at whatever arises and thinking that's the truth. So less is better because if you do that, then there's more of a chance, if, especially if your uh, inspiration is to see the truth, then there's a, uh, a more of a likelihood that you'll begin to be aware of that part of what is happening in front of you as your projection rather than what is actually there. 
Most people are looking at what they think is happening instead of what's happening. If you see what's happening, you won't know what it is. If you know what it is, then you're looking at your thoughts. I'll say it again. Or like, uh, um, I, I don't know a better way to say it. You we're looking at our, we're looking at our, con our mental constructs about things and, and it looks like we have conversations about it. What, what do you think about this? And then we compare notes. More. Is it possible to see the movement and what's in front of you at the same time? That's the only way you can do it. Nothing has to disappear. Your preconceptions, your your judgments, your prejudice about everything does not have to go away. If it, if it, just as the Buddha saw delusion, he saw his neurosis, he saw, saw it everywhere. That was his awakening. Help me. I don't have to go anywhere. Are you done? No. Well, it's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple more. Go ahead. I'll let Kevin is have the last word here. Go ahead. Is it, is it possible to see when you're getting hooked by the movement? Yes, and that's when, that's a very good question. When you see you're getting hooked by your pre preconceptions, your prejudice, do not get rid of it. Trying to be a better person. This is a misunderstanding, people, and that will immediately put you in what was noted in the um, Samyutta Nikaya was, was uh, the circularity. You're caught in the whirlwind of cause and effect of uh, I shouldn't, I should, I shouldn't, I should. Or stop it or start it or stop it or start it. Do nothing with it. This is called prajna. The wisdom that sees through everything, it sees it, nothing with it. What is seeing is what is being seen. What is looking is also what is being seen. That has to be understood deeply. Not down here, up here. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. How do we see uh passion and aggression, especially if it doesn't arise as a thought, as if it, if it arises as a feeling that is so in, inseparable from our own being. Uh, that's still thinking. Just, it just, it's just really a trunk for used. I don't use this often, but I can use it here because it maybe you'll connect with uh, emotions are just really high speed thoughts. I'm not saying there isn't some kind of an emotional quality that's different than thinking. There is. But there, but it's, but it's, uh, it, its structure is, is thinking, uh, right and wrong, or should or shouldn't be. You can kind of detect it if you. The less you do with whatever's arising, the more you can detect its underlying structure. And if and if you see that, just the, just the bare attention, just the raw looking at it with no opinion, no, no, no added. What, what should I say? Desire, no added desire. You don't care if it stays, you don't care if it leaves, but you see it deeply what it is. And then it starts to come apart, but only comes apart if there's no acceptance, passion, no rejection, aggression, and no turning away or distracting yourself into something else. And that's painful for ego, for the self-centered mind to do that because it feels so helpless. That helplessness is, um, could be said to be the, the path. Helplessness, is, it's hopeless, this path is hopeless. And it's disappointing. And if you're looking for some kind of fulfillment in the conventional sense, maybe you should try um, cage fighting. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes in the hallway. We also accept payments online through PayPal and we have a square here with Junshu for debit and credit cards.
May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. 